0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, let me do something I have never done before in all the years that I have been doing podcasts, and that is let me welcome you both to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. And to the Great Man podcast, because I am going to record one podcast for both of my podcast, the one on public affairs and faith and uh, world events and also the one for men. I'm not doing this because I'm feeling lazy and I'm not doing this because I don't have time to record two podcasts today. I'm doing it because, first of all, I use a certain phrase a great many times in my podcast and some of you have written in and said, look, we're excited about that, that phrase, but tell us what it means to you. Tell us what it can mean to us. Then second of all, I am recording this just after some horrible terrorist actions, uh, one in El Paso and one in Dayton, Ohio, uh, in which people were shot and killed, and there was one shooter was from the political left, and the other shooter was from the political right, and both were racist and violent, and 50 people have died this weekend, and so it's a great time for me to talk about this phrase that means so much to me, and the phrase is happy warrior. Happy warrior. As I say these words, I'm picturing a scene from one of my favorite movies. It's the movie Chariots of Fire. I hope you've seen it. As the movie opens, you've got these runners. It's about 1920. They're running along a beach in Scotland. They're athletes. They're training. Their coach has them running along a dank, overcast, cold Scottish beach as part of their training. The camera, as the movie opens, shows us each of these runners, or at least the majority of them. They are cold. They are wet. We can picture the sand in their shoes. We can picture them sore and their muscles trembling and their lungs burning, and yet... And by the way, as the film unfolds, we're going to find out more about these runners as we see each of them running here at the beginning. Uh, We're going to find out why they run. We're going to find out that one of them is driven. Another one's trying to live down his past. Uh, Another one's trying to see if he can measure up. But some of them are happy warriors. You've got one. We're going to find out eventually that he's a lord He's running, he's wiping away sweat, he's wet, he's muddy, he's sandy, he's dirty, he's aching, but there's a smile on his face. He's running with abandon. You can tell that he is happy, he's in the struggle, he's in as much misery as everybody else, but there's something about that moment. There's something about running with his brothers, there's something about the agony of it, there's something about becoming better, there's something about giving himself to the struggle that's awesome. And you see that all captured on his face as he's smiling like a fool running in the cold uh, in about 1920s Scotland. There's another one. If you've seen the movie Chariots of Fire, you know he's Eric Liddell. uh, Eric Little, some people say it. Uh, And and he's, of course, the one the movie's mainly about. And he's running just to the glory of God. His head's back. His arms are pumping. He's having a great time. He, too, is struggling. He, too, is cold. He, too, has got sand in his shoes. His muscles are about to fail him. His lungs are burning. But he's running for the glory of God. He's a happy warrior for the glory of God. And I love that opening scene because it defines a lot about the differences between people and in my mind, what it means to be a happy warrior. A happy warrior, and I'm not using the word warrior in the military sense. I almost hesitated to do even mention this word given the weekend we've just had, but a happy warrior, not in the military sense, uh, but in the sense I'm speaking of now, is someone who understands that hardship is part of life. Life comes with pain. Life comes with agony. Life comes with struggle. There will be battles. We shouldn't be surprised by it. We shouldn't think that somehow we're, we're doomed or cursed because we have hardship or struggle in our lives. Everybody is having some kind of struggle. One of my favorite quotes from Philo of Alexandria many, many centuries ago is, Be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And I believe that's true. Everyone has a battle, whether they talk about it or not. And so pain comes, hardship comes. But what distinguishes a happy warrior is that the happy warrior doesn't doesn't want hardship to befall people's lives. Doesn't want pain to come, but when it comes, they arm up, they mobilize, they, I, I remember a woman I once worked with who had been in the military and she was sweet, but she was tough. And, and, and when, when a challenge was announced or opposition came, she got this, hungry smile on her face. And she started looking around at the rest of us like, hey, you with me in this? Let's do this, man. Let's kick this thing. Let's go. Let's take this on. We can do this. And it was a contagious and it was an excitement. She didn't want to hurt any more than anybody else. She didn't want to have to fight. She didn't want to have to uh, face problems or challenges or opposition or, or people hurting on her. Um, but she, she got excited about the possibilities because a happy warrior not only accepts that there's pain and hardship and struggle in this life, But they realize that it's the price of an exceptional life, that diving in, that hitting it hard, that facing the struggles, that conquering in the moment is the price of an exceptional life, that there's glory on the other side, that there's victory on the other side, that you're made better by your struggles. I know we see this on motivational posters, but it's true. And also the happy warriors also love being in the battle at that moment with your band of brothers or your band of sisters at your side in the struggle, contending against great odds, uh, about to conquer, about to break through, about to be victorious, being made better in the struggle every, metaphorically speaking, every swinging of the sword, every pushback with the shield, every defensive move, every step, every march, uh, everything you do in that moment of battle, all the resources you have to summon from your soul, from your mind, from your spirit, all of it is making you better. All of it is making you stronger. All of it is improving you. All of it is refining you. And so believing that and knowing that you love to be, as it were, in the trenches with your band of brothers or your bands of, band of sisters contending against great odds and being made stronger, being made better. And then, of course, what really keeps you going is that you know that if you, if you go in and you, and you are deserving, you're deserving by how you contend, you're deserving by, about what you do and how you conduct yourself, there's victory on the other side. And the happy warriors I have known... Are people who loved celebrating victories. They were rowdy. They raised a glass. They shouted. They hooted. They howled. They loved those victories and actually looked forward to the struggles of the next great conflict because they knew they'd again get to raise a glass with their band of brothers or band of sisters and celebrate victories together. And that is the sweetness of life. They didn't find sweetness in the pain and the agony. They found sweetness in the struggle, in the battle, in being with others, with contending, and and knowing that those actual moments of contest are sweet as the victory is sweet afterwards. And then of course, it's sweet that you're made better, that you then walk around improved, better, Sharper, uh, stronger, uh, wiser in every way. Happy warriors are those who are happy in hardship. They don't. They don't go after it. They don't welcome it. They're not looking for it. They're not. They don't have some weird suffering theology or philosophy. They're not trying to to brutalize themselves uh, or themselves. But what they're doing is they are realizing that life is about struggle to a large extent. Better to settle in learn how to conquer, learn the sweetness of battle, and thus be able to enjoy the sweetness of victory. You can't avoid hardship. You can't avoid adversity. You can't avoid dip- difficulty in opposition, but you can uh, learn to love the contest, learn to love pressing towards victory, learn to love being in foxholes with your comrades, and learn to make a difference. Now, I believe that this is the heart of leadership, Uh, I believe this is at the heart of great manhood. Um, men who are, and I don't, I'm don't, i sorry to speak negatively, but men who are weak or men who cower or men who cave in at hardship uh, are, are men who really give in to some kind of self-pity. Hard things happen and they just cave in. Okay, things didn't go like you thought they would. Things were difficult. Your father wasn't what somebody else's father was, or that boss was vicious in a way you hadn't expected, or you didn't achieve quite what you thought you would, or or you got kicked out of that organ. Whatever it is, there are disappointments. In life. There are pain, there are hurts, there are abuses. And I don't mean to make light of them. Uh, life is hard. Life is difficult. Things do hurt. But the, the man who is a happy warrior, the leader who is a happy warrior has a contagious spirit about them because they know this is going to be a great moment. As Churchill said, this is going to be our finest hour. So I have friends, I have male friends who suddenly hardship comes into their life and they know I'm with them and they look at me and they say, all right, well, let's man up and do this. And it's almost literal, like we're strapping on a parachute to jump out of a plane and go into a battlefield. I mean, it's not literal, of course, that's not what we're doing, but we have to have the same attitude if we're going to defeat this thing, whatever's happened, a friend gets diagnosed with cancer or his son's gone crazy or, or there's financial adversity or his marriage hits a difficult season or he's been challenged to get that great big belly off of him and he's accepted the challenge and now it's time to strap it on and get the job done. Uh, All the challenges of life, all the battles about job and family and health and and achieving and then just the battle for your own soul, the battle not to be bored, the battle not to be sour, the battle not not to be bitter, the battle to be big hearted and generous and, and giving and welcome input from your band of brothers. You know what I'm saying. And leaders who lead in various kinds of organizations and situations, nothing's more contagious than a leader who hears about a problem, hears about a challenge, hears about something going wrong. They're not happy about it, but the, their attitude towards the battle is contagious. You see that hungry smile on their face. You see that light in their eyes. Uh, this is a moment where we're going to prove ourselves. This is a moment that's going to be our finest hour. This is a moment where we're going to make a difference. And I'll tell you, the reason that I'm blending my two podcasts today, one for in public affairs and, and one about men, is that in the season that we're in, in the, in the life that we're living, in the generation we're living in, in the new cycles that we're living in, we all need to be bands of brothers together with others, bands of sisters together with others contending against the challenges of life. We will see economic downturn, and then we'll see economic upturn. We will we will have terrorist actions near and far. People we love will die. You, you know the old humorous phrase, nobody gets out of here alive. Um, we're all going to die. We're all going to grieve at the gravesides of friends and family. It's going to happen because that's part of life. I'm not trying to be a downer. What I'm trying to say is that... To take hold of God, to believe that we're destined for these battles, to step in them with all the resources in our souls and drawing from others and relying on God, to contend powerfully, and uh, then to win the battle, uh, to get stronger and better and be better at the battle the next time. That's the key. That's what it means to be in this world and not be crushed by it. We don't have to be hard, we don't have to be bitter, we don't have to be angry, we don't have to be violent. But we do, I think, if we're going to lead our highest life, if we're going to be the best we can be as men, the best we can be as women, the best we can be as leaders, we need to be happy warriors. People who are happy in the hardship, people who embrace the struggle, people who know that it's sweet in the middle of the battle and it's sweet later when you're raising a glass after the moment of victory. Both are part of the great blessings of life and we've got to embrace them. To be crushed by opposition and hardship, to cower in anger and bitterness, to be resentful that hardness comes into your life, to find solace uh, with in bed with somebody you're not supposed to be in or at the bottom of too much food or the bottom of a bottle of whiskey or uh, you know, with white powder up your nose or whatever it is that is your drug, self-pity even, uh, that just destroys your life. That just makes you weak. That just makes you uninspiring. That just means that you're not giving your best to those that you're responsible for and whom you love. So, I want to call you to be happy warriors. I want you to declare war on anything in yourself that you find works against being a happy warrior. If you find bitterness, if you find resentment, if you find anger and hurt over past wounds, contend against them. Work hard. Get people to help you to overcome these things. And maybe change your philosophy a little bit if you're not already in the happy warrior camp. Uh, Realize the value of struggle. Realize that life is about struggle, but it's also about victories. realize that contending is uh the way it is in life and and that what we need what what what's what's the highest and the noblest and the most inspiring and the greatest for the next generation and the greatest evidence of love is that we Contend. I got to tell you, uh, I wish I could let Bev speak for herself, but when she has seen on my face, okay, we got some hardship here, we're going to kick this thing to the curb. Let's go. Let's do this. We can win this thing. We're going to be raising a glass down the road somewhere beautiful, uh, saying, thank God we went through that because it made us better. And when she sees that on my face and I see that on hers, I'm telling you, that is a marriage. That is a partnership. That is a, a marriage covenant. And it's exciting. I mean, it's even exciting at the sexual level. It's exciting emotionally. It's exciting to live with somebody like that. It's exciting uh, to be uh, partnered with somebody who's like, I love you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick this problem to the curb so we can both have a better life. And that's what you want. That's the way you want to live. So I'm not just trying to give a pep talk. And I realized that the happy warrior approach uh, doesn't make the murders uh, in Dayton, Ohio and in El Paso this last weekend not happen. But we will have hardship in this world. We will have challenge. We will have difficulties. Uh, it's it's mixed in with the good. If I told if I spent the next twenty minutes right now telling you how awesome my life is, um, it, I, it'd be thrilling. At the same time, I got challenge. I got opposition. I, I, why? Because I'm trying to do good, and noble things. Some folks aren't happy about it. Sometimes it's legal stuff. Sometimes it's financial stuff. Sometimes it's my own soul. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes the plane doesn't land. You know who knows what it is. But there's always hardship, difficulty, challenge, disappointment mixed in with the good. You've got to choose to defy the one and rise to the other. You've got to choose to be a happy warrior. This is the best of what it means to be a great man. This is the best of what it means to be a leader. And by the way, this is the way that we squeeze sweetness out of the tumultuous generation in which we live. Go be a happy warrior. May God be with you. And I certainly am. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.